Welcome back to SOMA Podcast, an episode four of our series, Empowered, Stories of the Unconventional, Unexpected, and Surprising Work of God. I'm Hannah Anderson, and over the last few weeks, we've been hearing about how God is at work in the lives of the members of SOMA Church, from unexpected ministry transitions to opportunities to plant the seeds of faith. The Holy Spirit is actively equipping and empowering His people to witness to the love and hope that is found in Jesus. We just need eyes to see it and ears to hear. In this episode, we're talking with Billy and Tori Plant about the ministry that God has given them to open their home to refugees. As we're studying the book of Acts, one of the major themes is that the gospel breaks down the boundaries of language, nationality, gender, class, and even religion. And from the very first verses, God promises that the good news of Jesus will reach from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria to the ends of the earth, uniting every tribe, tongue, and nation in praise of the King of creation. But for this to happen, the Holy Spirit must also enable believers to move past their own comfort zones. He must reveal their own blind spots and draw them into fellowship with others who don't share their language, culture, or ethnicity. Today, Billy and Tori share a bit about how the Holy Spirit has nudged them outside their own comfort zones right here in Indianapolis, how they've opened their home and hearts to those with whom they share very little. But we'll also hear how the Holy Spirit has empowered them to answer this call, that he didn't leave them to figure it out on their own and instead provided the real world support, opportunity, and care that they needed to serve others in the name of Jesus. Let's listen in. Well, I'm with Billy and Tori Plant today, and I'm so glad to have both of you joining us for conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Now, before we get too far into what we wanted to talk about, um, particularly with the idea of crossing boundaries and how the Holy Spirit helps us maybe move out of those comfort zones, could you just tell us a little bit more about Billy and Tori? Where are you guys from? How did you come to Jesus? What brought you to Soma? What's your story? All right, uh, I go. I'll go first. Uh, I'm Billy. Um, Billy Plant. I'm from Naperville, Illinois, which is about a half hour west of Chicago. Um, so, born and raised there. Went to Purdue for engineering. Um, that's where I met Tori. And then started working in engineering for a couple of years up or in Illinois. And then um, we just moved down to Indy where uh, Tori's from a couple of years ago. So I've been in Indy for the last three years, um, you know, bought a house, starting to plant our roots a little more. Um, no pun intended. Yeah, there you go. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... And then you got saved in college. Yeah, saved in college. Um, did not, I was trying to think of what the other question was. Um, <laughs> did not grow up in the church. I mean, maybe when I was in elementary school, but, um, you know, didn't go to church even Christmas or Easter or anything. Um, from junior high to high school, um, started going in college again, thinking it'd be a weekly sort of thing. And, you know, it out real quick. It's a, it's a life thing and um, I'm grateful for it. 
And so, Tori, uh, you found Billy there at Purdue? Yes. Yeah, found him at the perfect time. Um, yeah, so I'm from Indianapolis and then met Billy at Purdue, and we got engaged. And after I graduated, we moved to Illinois, and then um, I just really missed being around my family. So we are back in Indy. I um, grew up in the church, so I'm really, really grateful that upbringing and I feel like my parents did a good job of like incorporating um, just lots of like different service opportunities and mission trips and that sort of thing um, into my childhood and I feel like I've been able to take a lot of that into adulthood so I'm super thankful for that. That's one thing I I hear um, as a pattern and even within the conversations we've had in this series is that folks that grew up on mission or ministry found that to be a very natural expression within adulthood, um, that it just kind of turned over. It's how you know to be in the world. It's it's what you do. It's the way you understand your Christian faith. So, you know, we'll just plug that for all you parents out there um, that maybe you don't see it now, but there is lasting fruit for that kind of practice and habit building within your family's life. Um, so, well, how did you all come to Soma? Um, we were looking for a church when we moved home and, um, my mom knew a friend who went to Soma and I can't even remember who that was, but she's told us to check it out. And we just loved how just friendly and open the church was to new people and it was easy to connect. And now we've got a pretty tight knit community, which we love. Mm. So, yeah. So. What is God calling you both in this season? Um, you know, I hear the the passion for service and ministry, but specifically, how has he been leading and directing you in this season of your life, um, particularly as it relates to your work within refugee care? Yeah, I think, I mean, to me, it just seems like, uh, like you said, sort of serving others and um giving back, I guess. I mean, we've just been really blessed um, to have, you know, a house that we're sort of growing into. And, um, you know, Tori works a couple days a week. I work from home. Um, So, and that started, you know, with COVID, right, when we were starting this uh, um, foster care thing. Um, So just like a lot of flexibility um, between, um, just room in the house and room with our work schedules and stuff like that, um, that we can um, serve others. So it's fun to be, you know, in that sort of next stage of life. We've, you know, been probably taking, taking, taking more when we were younger. Um, yes, that is that is exactly what children do. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. affirm that. Yeah. Yeah. And so now, you know, uh, I think we're sort of graduating from that and um, can just house others and, um, be there for others and have a little more flexibility with our lives. And, uh, we enjoy that a lot. So as much as you can share, or what does that look like practically? Um, what, what do you, how does your day look? How does your week look? How has using your very, um, tangible resources, uh, what has that meant for you all? Yeah. So, when we have, we don't have a placement right now. Um, 
but my work is pretty flexible where I can kind of schedule my days around um, Billy's schedule. So if he's got meetings and that sort of thing, I try to keep those days free um, where I can, you know, do the transportation for the kids. Um, The days that I have to work in Billy's home, we've actually, we've had a lot of teen moms. So we get a lot of toddlers and obviously they don't go to school. So Billy has been a uh, stay-at-home working dad with those kids, and um, I don't know how he does it, but he does, and it's pretty incredible. So he's been super flexible. And then there's just times when we get in a bind, and um, we've got a pretty large community at SOMA that is also um, certified to do this transitional foster care. So um, we've got a text thread, and we'll ask for help when we need help, and um I know with especially our last set, we just, we kept getting sick and um, we needed a lot of help and um, just learning that there's no shame in that. Mm. So you're providing a place of hospitality and care for, um, is it children, teenagers? Um, yeah. It- um, so we got, we're certified to take um, kids and we had originally told them we wanted school aged kids, but the Lord had different plans for us. So yeah, we take um, really anybody they ask us, we'll take as long <laughs> as we've got the space for it. But we've had um, we've had four different um, like sibling sets, and three of those have been teen moms, which has yeah. been really cool. And I love how you you first say, Billy, that, you know, God has given us these resources in the space and the ability to do this, that, that he set up your life um, for the very thing that he's calling you into in this season. And I think that's so important as folks kind of look around and they think, well, what is God calling me to, there's a sense in which you say, well, what's in my hands? You know, what do I have and how do I turn those back over into service and care for others? But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's easy. Um, So we can have the ability to serve in a certain way, but there's also surprises and challenges and lots of reasons not to serve in that way. Um, So what if some of the I don't know, maybe both surprises that have been part of this process and hurdles. Let's start with surprises. Let's start with with what has surprised you about this process? Hmm. That's a tough question. (laughs) Well, I think the first thing is just the ages. We've um, never had our own children, so we've never had one and two-year-olds in the house before. So that was just a huge adjustment when we got our first placement. It was a teen mom with a one and a two-year-old and Billy accepted it on our behalf while I was at work. And I'm super thankful he did because I probably would have had a lot of doubts. Um, But he did. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) We're getting two toddlers. Um, And it was so like, that was a huge shock. But at the same time, um, Soma literally donated everything we needed. Um, and then we had other friends too that mm-hmm. they just, I mean, we had toys up on toys, clothes, like pretty much like anything we needed, we had. Um, so it was just like, 
yes, it was a surprise, but God was like, well, let me show you how I can. Yeah. Not a surprise to God. Right. Yeah. 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 I think that's, that's part of this kind of dependence and walking with the Holy Spirit though. And whatever he's calling us into that sense of, I don't know what's coming, but I know you're here with me and I know you're calling me into this. And, and there's, there's a level of, I don't know, maybe adventure is the right word for it to say, okay, we're doing this. Um, But, but that's not always easy. Um, It it requires a level of Mm -hmm. discomfort, maybe if we're talking about comfort zones and kind of crossing boundaries. What ways have you found that the Holy Spirit has particularly empowered you? Like, what are the things that you're like, in my own strength, I could not have done this, but I see God's hand in this. Um, so I do not speak Spanish. I, I don't know. It's just like never been my strong point. Um, I took like maybe two semesters in college and then kind of forgot everything. And so that has been obviously a huge hurdle. And I, um, really have just asked the Lord with these kids, like, just give me understanding. And um, he hasn't taught me Spanish, but we... So no speaking in tongues. Yeah. Not quite that Holy Spirit empowered. I've asked him to to really expedite my learning, but it hasn't quite happened yet. However, I just feel like love has such a stronger language than just words. Mm. And um, we've... I, we, we've been able to communicate and we've literally had, I mean, we've had such a strong bond with most of the kids that we've had in our home. We still talk to them, um, keep up with them. And I just like, that's got to be the Lord because the communication is, is definitely rough. Mm-hmm. Billy, what about you? Where have you found yourself being carried along by the Holy Spirit in this process? Yeah, the language was the main one that came to my mind, too. I speak some Spanish, um, so not not quite as bad. But th- then I guess just like the other thing is just like the energy. Um, yeah. You know, a, a lot of these kids will pick them up at like one or two in the morning and then go like clothes shopping for all the next day and get food. And then, you know, right after that, it's, you know, it's playtime with especially the, you know, two and one year olds and it never sort of stops. Um, so just finding energy through that and finding joy in that, um, I think is spirit driven. Right. Because you all have really been thrown into the deep end here. Um, and, you know, it just really do need the, empowerment of God, like you can't just rely on, oh yeah, I know what I'm doing here. Right. Um, or this, this is something I remember from when I had a kid before and it's like, no, here, here, God is calling you into something that he also must, uh, show himself strong in your weakness, um, and show that he is the one empowering because, you know, this kind of work or ministry very quickly, we could feel like, oh, here I'm doing a good thing. You know, I'm crossing boundaries or I'm reaching out or I'm serving. But it's in the limitations um, that really show 
God's power and the Holy Spirit's power to continue on um, in it. So I wanted to circle around, though, again, at the beginning, we talked a little bit about um, how this came to be and some of your motivation for doing it. But I was thinking, um, why do this? Like, what, where was the moment where you felt the Holy Spirit drawing you toward this? And you're feeling the burden and you're talking with each other. And then you're like, yeah, we're going to do this. Could you, could you kind of share that with us? Yeah. Um, we were at SOMA when Bethany Christian Services, which is the agency we do our foster care through, um, when they spoke to SOMA. And I just remember thinking, I had no idea that was something that we could become involved in. Um, and kind of put it on the back of my mind for a little bit, just thinking, you know, maybe it's not for us or maybe it'd be cool to do in the future, just, you know, putting it off. And then um, some of our friends were getting certified and I started feeling more just like, well, if they can do it, like, I think we can do it too. And we were able to walk through um, some placements with some of our friends, which um, was really cool to be able to help them. We got certified to do like transportation and babysitting. So we were able to give them a little bit of respite here and there. But um, I just kept feeling pulled and pulled that like we needed to get fully certified. So I talked to Billy and I just, I was super nervous. I don't know why. Um, And I was just like, I really feel like the Lord wants us to do this. And he literally was like, okay, that's fine. We can, we can sign up for the classes. And like, that was our conversation. Well, I love that too, because there's a sense of readiness and willingness that says, okay, if this is it, then let's move in that direction without, you know, all this angst that says, oh, I don't know if this is the exact thing, or maybe we should. And that sense of here I am, let's just see, let's move toward what opportunities come. And if they are from God, he'll make the path open before us. And if they're not, you know, we'll know that as well, too. So I like the simplicity of that. Um, It's not this big mystery, maybe, that we make it out to be. Right. And I mean, there were hesitations like because Billy was still working in the office uh, full time because this was um, prior to COVID when we started uh, going through the certification process and you know it was just logistical things like their school is at weird times and how are we going to get them there and um, then we got certified through COVID and you know then Billy starts working from home and we all of a sudden had all this flexibility um so like, it's just cool looking back to see how, you know, the Lord wanted us to start getting certified and then orchestrated all of that for us. As you were going through that process, um, what fears did you have? What were the things that maybe would be tempting to say, don't continue with this? Yeah, I think just the logistics of like, okay, we have to get this person to and from you know, whatever every day and we have to be around them 24 seven. And like my parents live in Illinois and they can't leave and like the kids can't leave the state. So how do we visit my family? And, um, you know, just those sort of logistic things. Um, like Tori said, it just all sort of worked itself out. 
And we didn't have all the answers at the time. No. Um, but it was fine. I like that. Let's go there. I would like to hear this not having all the answers because I'm a planner. I'm a manager, right? And I, I like to know how a plan is going to work before I say, yes, we can do that. And so that kind of openness to say we believe God is calling us into something, we don't understand how it all works out, but we know we're supposed to take this next step. I think that's really um, instructive as well, um, because it shows that dependence from the beginning, right? It's not just the dependence once we get into it and we're in over our heads or whatever. It's that dependence from the beginning of walking along saying, um, this seems to be the way you're leading. Um, We don't quite know where we end up, but we're going to take these steps of faith. Uh, nonetheless. So as you are working in this way and, you know, you're opening your home and there's these kind of daily logistical issues, uh, you know, language issues, um, what, I guess, if you were going to encourage someone else to consider this, What are the ways that it's changed you and blessed you? We've talked about the hurdles. We've talked about some of the surprises. But what are the unexpected joys? It's just been fun. I mean, like, I don't know. I think, you know, when otherwise it's just Tori and I at home and, you know, we're just living for ourselves and um, doing what we want to do and, um, you know, maybe a little more selfish and not even, you know, caring for each other as much. And then like you get, you know, three kids and it's like, all right, all, you know, all hands on deck and we got to work together or else, you know, this isn't going to go well. Um, so it sort of, you know, forced us to just, um, work together and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I would say it's definitely strengthened our marriage. Um, and that's not something you would hear. Yeah. You would expect to hear, right? Right. Yeah. No, introduce a great deal of stress, uncertainty, and it will strengthen your marriage. And yeah, and we definitely, I mean, we're definitely more tired than usual. And like, we really have to think about, you know, how we're talking to each other and if we're making time for each other. But when we're, I feel like when we're serving in our God given potential together, like, we're so much stronger than we could ever be, which, um, yeah, it's just been really cool. And yeah, it's, it's honestly just like, we have so much fun. And I think a lot of it is having like the teen moms. Cause we like to like give them like nights out and, um, like take them to dinner and do fun things. And then it just, it's fun to go to the zoo and, you know, do all the things we don't have kids yet. So Um, Yeah. And I I think it's interesting to hear you talk about this because you're you're crossing boundaries of language. That's obvious uh, in culture. But you're also crossing boundaries of age. And I don't think we always think about the the need to be um, intentional in crossing the the generational boundaries, the the need for each other across those age gaps. Um, Can you talk more about that maybe? like the the age differences. Do you ever feel like, oh, they're not going to understand me. I'm going to feel awkward around. Like, how does that play in too? Yeah, I think especially having um, all of our four placements have had a teenage girl. And I feel like 
especially with the girls, I've really been able to be a role model and I can tell that they look up to me and watch how I act. Um, they look at our faith and, um, yeah, do you have anything else? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're serving as their temporary parents. So, um, you're just protecting them and, um, providing being there for them and seeing the struggles that they go through of, you know, humanity, you know, our, our girls would have, you know, our teenage girls would have, um, rough days that teenage girls have. And our, you know, we had a six-year-old, uh, she would, you know, have tantrums. Our two and one-year-olds would have tantrums. Um, and you just sort of recognize that, you know, they're in a different stage of life and it's okay. they're processing that and, you know, we'll help them through it. See, now I love that, Billy. You're just like, well, this is what happens. And you just respond kindly and with grace. And I'm thinking from my own family life, like, no, that that actually is not the standard for how people respond to each other. And so even to hear your um, ability to say this is expected, like this this kind of, um, you know, struggle or particular thing, I hear the Holy Spirit's work in that because that level of stability that you're communicating, that level of saying, we just respond this way with love and care and understanding and margin, that's a part, that's a Holy Spirit equipping too, because not everyone has that personality or capacity, um, really. Yeah, he just always says crying does not bother me. They can they can cry. Yeah, he cried. That two year old can cry for <laughs> two hours if he or she wants. And yeah, they did. <laughs> come come talk to me when you're done. Yeah, yeah. Well, how can listeners pray for you all? What are the needs that you carry? Um, not just the obvious ones, but but what would you? pray for yourselves. Like, what is it that you find yourself most in need of um, in this particular calling that God has brought for you? I mean, right now, um, uh, you know, we're just going through some paperwork and stuff. We have a a friend not in the foster care program or through the foster care program <laughs> living with us. Um, so he's going through the paperwork so that like we can start taking kids while he's living in the house. Um, so just that, like that goes smoothly. Cause you know, I think we're ready to start, um, having our home open to the foster care kids again. Um, so that, and then I'd say just like energy when we have kids and, um, uh, the language, you know, barrier when we have kids. And I think also, um, just, I guess realistically, we are pregnant, which is super exciting. Um, oh, well, congratulations. Thank you. And it'll be different taking kids um, while being pregnant because we've been, I've been really tired. And so, yeah, lots of, lots of strength and energy, but we want to, we definitely want to do um, as much as we can before she gets here. So, mm-hmm. Well, I would love uh, to pray for you and invite listeners um, to pray for you as well and to keep you all in prayer, um, not just now, but into the future as God continues this calling on your life um, to to cross boundaries in his name, whether it's uh, cultural boundaries, language 
boundaries, boundaries of age, um, just to have that openness to whatever he is bringing into your life and to give you the strength to respond with grace. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for how you are at work in your church, how you are at work in the lives of Billy and Tori. Thank you for this call, this um, ministry that you've given them in this season. Thank you for their responsiveness, but thank you mostly for your spirits empowering them to respond and to be able to fulfill um, this need to care for children and teenage girls who really just need to know um, the acceptance and the warmth of your love and your hospitality for them. We pray that you will continue to give them the strength um, and the energy they need as they continue to pursue this path. We pray that you would work out all the details of paperwork and placement and that timing would be just right and that you would bring to them um, those that you have for them to care for. Thank you again uh, for bringing this work to them and for their their responsiveness. We pray that the Holy Spirit would continue to empower the work of their hands. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen.